across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, it seems quite obvious that we are living in a world under mind control. It would seem obvious to those of us who know these things that look at this puzzle and realize around us everywhere you look are satanic signs and symbols, our mind control inflections, everything being put under here. And it is now a global phenomenon. It is now everyone is under mind control, under trauma-based mind control at that, not just your simple mind control. As you look around this planet, and if you're at all familiar with gematria, Freemasonic secret society rituals, or even uh, Kabbalah, you will see just, I mean, satanic signs and symbols everywhere with like the monster drink logo being 666 in Hebrew, Fox equals 666. You'll see XXX everywhere else, uh, all the way to the high profile rituals going on in the Super Bowls. Uh, things that are coming out in your children's cartoons and Disney, of course, and all of these things, plus what is going on with the world. I mean, the pandemic, the the um, elections, the, the protests. I mean, it's just all. I mean, we are in trauma-based mind control. And the best way to get this experience understood is to talk to, well, a victim of this and a survivor and a supporter and a, a leader in the mind control, trauma-based mind control, MK Ultra programming. So today we are going to talk with Elisa E. And she's a survivor of MK Ultra programming. She uh, her story crosses this MK Ultra trauma-based programming that runs from the 90s into now to try and understand how we can survive this type of mental trauma that is constantly being bombarded on every one of us especially our children and so please welcome to the free zone elisa e hey hey thank you freeman appreciate you having me on oh yeah it's uh it's good to get this message out to the people now you have re republished your book of uh yes our yes. life beyond mk ultra then and now Yes, um, my original two books, book one and book two, Our Life Beyond MKUltra, um, I wrote those in very early deprogramming. I was still being heavily accessed and I wanted it that way. I wanted them to be for the people out there because you, you really, what goes on in your mind and what's going on around you when they're sending people in and, and um, astral programming every single night, reprogramming. Um, experiences with these malevolent entities, it, it makes you feel like you're crazy. Like what is going on? You know, you know, it's real, but um, I wanted to write those first two books while that was going on, while they were sending handlers in to try to shut me down. There were a couple of attempts on my life uh, during that time. And I wanted to do it so that when other victims, survivors read that, they would say, I'm not crazy. You know, this, this shit's real. And, um, but it was, there was a lot I didn't understand back then. There was a lot that I, uh, my head was just popping up through the veil. And um, so I wanted it that way, but I've always wanted to go back in 
and update them extensively. Um, also, uh, the first books I published on Amazon self-published. So I didn't have color collages and it just didn't do them justice. The collages numbering what 35, 36 um, were such a significant part of my healing that I really wanted people to see them. I was going to bring those up. They are amazing. And they really, really make that statement of the disjointed nature. I, I, you know, they, they do have a huge impact in the book, just seeing those collages. Yeah. And, you know, years ago, a friend of mine, another host, uh, Emily Moyer, she and I hooked up many years ago and, and I had sent the color collages to her, or she had gone to my WordPress site, which is people can go there to see them as well. They're really clear and really vibrant. Um, and that that's our life beyond mkultra.wordpress.com. So if they just want to see those, they can go there, but tremendous, tremendous effect on my healing. Um, all my altars, not all, but most of the altars participated in one or more of those. Um, and I literally learned what was going on inside me by putting those together. I mean, when I was cutting stuff out, I didn't even know why I was cutting certain things out, you know, and then they, they just started coming together. I put everything out on this huge table and uh, started building them and I built them in two different sections, but anyway, back to the book. Um, so this book is titled Our Life Beyond MK Ultra, Then and Now, because there's just so much more that I understand, not only about my personal programming, but what you were talking about at the beginning, at the intro, what's going on in the world, what we're seeing. Um, so yeah, I encourage people to uh, go to logosophia.com, logosophiabooks.com. Really nice um, Fabulous couple uh, who are, you know, independent publishers, and they're putting out material that that matters. Great so. guests on this program as well. Oh, good, yes. <laughs> good, good. So, yeah, yeah. I'm. I just feel like the book is now complete. I never felt that with the first two, obviously. And as the years progressed, it was just I always wanted to get back in. And then, and then Steve and and Chris Creamy showed up, and um, and here it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it begs the question, how do you know when you've lost free will? Ha, ah, wow. Let's start out with a humdinger, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that it's a, when I talk about a pandemic, I think there is a pandemic in our society and that pandemic is a disengaged will. Um, I don't know that people know it's not that easy to know when your will has been disengaged. Um, and, and some of this for me comes through my study of Rudolf Steiner. Um, and I'm a novice student. I'm not going to try to explain him because I can't, but it's been a tremendous part of my healing. And, and what you're saying is I believe that there has been a maybe epics old agenda to disengage the will of human beings um, and that that's just carried down through the years, through the epics, through the generations. And I think that a lot of life is just doing things. We just do one thing, we get up and we do another thing and another thing and another thing. And But to really engage our will, which would make us have that free will, um, is not quite as as common as I think people would believe. In other words, 
I think we're offered a lot of options that aren't really free options. And we just kind of bounce around from one to the other if we're not truly engaging our will. True. Very true. We are con- we're totally being told what to think uh, left or right or, you know, not using political terms, but just yes. you're, you're, you're only given these options and then you think that's your choices. Exactly. And you're choosing they're all their they're, they're all their choices, the big there, the big them. Um, but which is a, you know, not easy to pinpoint. It's not like you're going to pinpoint it down to one person. It's organizations and groups that are all working in my opinion, strong opinion, not humble opinion, for um, some very malevolent masters. We're seeing it all over the place. We see it with this FTX scandal, and they seem to have some sort of Epstein Island or something similar to that, the sex parties for FTX and and the crash of the crypto using that uh, scenario, Uh, the Balenciaga uh, scandal with the the pedo bear children holding bondage. Uh, we are seeing just everywhere we look is this uh, signs and symbols of well, you know the the children. Like I mean, the amount of children just being poured into the country and 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 at the borders, and people are able to just go and say, well, I want this one and that one, and uh, so we've got this confluence of of things going on where all of these children are being brought everywhere and then on top of that we see the constant revelations that the elite are uh pulling this all together you know we constantly find these people like the the lead fashion agencies at the top of these scenarios right and it's insane to watch it is and And honestly, I mean, I've been saying this as long as I've been free enough of mind to say it is that nothing, nothing is going to change significantly in our society until the issue with the children is addressed, because it is literally the core of all of this. And this may not be a real popular view in the mind control circles, um, but for me, my experiences with uh, beings not in the physical in this world that are very malevolent, and I've had direct experience, um, this, this issue with abusing, torturing, killing, raping children, uh, whether in a ritual or a non-ritual, uh, is at the core of all this all of it. It's like the the juice that's feeding all of this and keeping what I call the spell uh, that we're actually referring to. <laughs> it's a spell over society that, like we were just talking about, keeps that will disengaged and, um, and lost and wandering and just doing one thing and another and another. Critical thinking and, and engaged will, uh, those two things don't seem to be really popular. No, no, especially in, in the world that we live in today. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, it must have been apparent to you the the level of mind control that the world was under as soon as the masks started coming out, as soon as everybody started doing exactly as they were told. 
yeah. uh, I'm certain from your perspective, it it must have been a different reality than what everybody totally. else was seeing. Totally. You know, it's like um, I'm not an insider. I'm not you know, I don't I'm not privy to certain information uh, that's going on currently. But from what I saw, um, oh, my God, I mean, as soon as that um, as soon as that hit the whole covid thing, I knew that um, I knew this because when 15 years ago, I had an author that came up and just kept saying they're coming for all of you. What they've done to me is, you know, the microcosm of the macrocosm. They're coming for everybody. And as soon as this whole bullshit COVID thing hit, I knew that this was part of the what I would what I refer to as the next level. And the agenda has a variety of levels and um, and they roll them out, you know, not necessarily on a particular uh, in a particular year at a particular time, though they do follow numerology. Um, but it's more like they roll it out when the time is right, when everything has come to the right place um, so that the next step can be rolled out and, and, and take its course. And, and what I saw in, I kind of go back and forth between two States and what I saw in both States was just mind bending the way people just uh, gave it up. They just gave it over to whatever. And, and even in the community I'm in now, there's no required masks, but I'd say 50% of the people are still wearing them. Um, and that's really just so telling. Um, and so to me, this whole, uh, this whole, well, we haven't even gotten into the so-called vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, but, um, this is the next level of, in, from my my terminology, I would call it the next level of end time programming, meaning really end time to me is really when they're going to set off uh, chaos uh, on different fronts um, and when they're going to go global. That to me is what end time is about. And when I saw the, <laughs> don't even get me started on Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and when I saw these riots and, and the behavior, I knew that many of those people were sleepers, in my opinion. They were mind control victims that were uh, programmed as sleepers, meaning they don't get used until a certain point and then they get released. And um, and that's what I saw in the rioting and the, the destruction and also just, just this amazing divide and control um, of racial issues, um, gender issues, which is insane right now. Um, so yeah, yeah, this whole, we're, we're in it. We're in the thick of it. We are. And speaking of those sleeper agents, uh, I managed to get a couple of copies of Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler's big yellow book. Oh yeah. A book that I warn everyone do not open. Yeah. <laughs> I have not had one person open the big yellow book and not be severely affected by it. Now, if you guys don't know, Cisco Wheeler and Fritz Springmeier put out a book called How to Create Your Own Undetectable Illuminati Mind Control Slave. And in this, they listed a number of techniques which were horrific and the triggers that were going to be used. Now, what was fascinating is back when um, 
you know, we see these high profile rituals going on. Mine began with Bill Clinton back in Y2K when he gave his speech about it is a rising sun and the children are ready. You'll find this in my very first film, uh, Corporate Logos. And so I had witnessed these high profile rituals from that from Y2K forward and got to, you know, these numerous Super Bowl scenarios that were going on. And Katy Perry was there with her most secret production that was going to happen at the Super Bowl. No one was to know what was going on, but I was asked to predict. And so uh, I can't believe it. I nailed it. <laughs> but uh, wow. it's uh, it was it was pretty simple in a way, right? Because I'm familiar with the signs and symbols of mind control, uh, right. thanks to that big yellow horrific book and its second part. Yeah. Uh, and so I knew that diamonds were a symbol to trigger sleepers. And it was also a symbol of uh, presidential model mind control slaves, according to Cisco Wheeler. And right. right. So I put these things together. I knew that we were dealing with Crowley. Right. We're dealing with that a lot. The Ordo, Ordo Templi Orientis have a deep role in, in a lot of this satanic programming. And so. I, I, you know, I looked at the puzzle and said, okay, Katy Perry's going to come out on a big lion and she'll have either a fire chalice or some sort of fire dress or something like that. And, uh, wow. they'll be, they'll be covered in diamonds. Now this is all recorded. <laughs> you know, this is yeah, yeah. You can yeah. go back and listen. And of course that is exactly what happened. So guys, if you don't know that the symbol of her riding the lion with the fire torch is the symbol of strength in the, in the Crowley deck. And it is the whore of Babylon. And then, yeah. as I mentioned, the, the diamond symbolism was there to awake the sleepers. So then you watch what happens after that Super Bowl, And we start into this whole madness. It's crazy. <laughs> Good call, man. You got it spot on. I had a a, a ring passed down several generations um, in on the maternal side that was it was a gold ring with a, a black onyx and a diamond in the center, right in the center of the. And I would see that in other places, uh, and I'm not sure I should mention one of them, but in early deep. Oh, oh what the heck. Early deprogramming, I um, I went back to uh, Salt Lake City and found that I had had been accessed there, been utilized there, been programmed there, and I'll never forget uh, what was the prophet before Thomas Monson. Um, I forget his name now, but there was this huge portrait, massive portrait in the um, the conference center, and he had the male version of the exact same ring on it's uh it's gold and then it has a black onyx and then there's a gold around the diamond in the center and it was really a wake up for me that this uh because i had seen with presidential models the the diamonds and so forth but i think it went even further than the presidential models Gems were a big part of uh, gems and colors were a big part of of my programming. So yeah, wow, you hit it! You hit the nail on the head. 
Well, let's go a little deeper then. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we're going to get into my family and the, the member side, guys, and, and kind of talk about some of my experiences as well. Because, I, you know, the one thing that you notice when you study mind control at victims is that they don't know. Right. And that's like super frightening, right? Like Katy Perry or, or, or Brittany, uh, you know, the ones that we could see uh, when you study this, you know that they don't know. And I mean, Brittany, she talked about mind uh, time travel. She talked about all of these things, extraterrestrials, mind. Uh, but bringing in um, these gemstones that you were mentioning. And the reason I brought my family up, guys, is I think my dad had that ring. Right. Like really? there's a lot of freaky stuff in my family that I think my mom spared me. Uh, I don't know. We'll get into that in the member section. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. dig in. Uh, but yet uh, this idea of the uh, gemstones being involved and uh, the end of the world programming. Now, yeah. let's go ahead and jump to some technology here since we're on this section, because what I'm seeing a lot now is blue tech. Right. Yes. And everywhere you look, you see this blue, you know, that, and yeah. And of course, my brain's going blank on a lot of it, but you know, I got blue tech on my car. That's a hybrid. There's a, you know, blue beam. There's a blue ray. Blue ray. Yeah. Like it just goes on and on if you start looking into all of this. And then, okay, so if we're going to take this, and I hope you're ready for this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going deep science right now. <laughs> Um, and we're, you know, this is going to lead us to the Jesuits, to the, uh, the Vatican and all these other places that this will go. But so I have covered the, the Norway spiral for, well, since it happened, well, actually since before it happened, right. Uh, okay. I was covering these spirals and these aluminum oxide clouds that they were throwing out. They were trying to make noctilucent clouds and they called it the cloud of care which was really interesting because you could watch the launch of the cloud of care. Now, this was a rocket, a Brant rocket that launched off uh, and and then uh, shot out aluminum oxide outside of its side, making it spiral. And it made this big spiral in the sky. What was interesting, a blue blue spiral, by the way, and and uh, this was not the Norway spiral. This was the cloud of care. This was before the Norway spiral. And. uh the news. Uh, although you could watch the rocket launch live on my site, even though I had covered it for weeks leading up to it, when it came out on the news and they showed the rocket, well, they showed the big spiral in the sky, they they were saying, well, we don't know what this is. And this was oh. on the news. And you can see this. It's in my videos, guys, you know, that, that are all going up on Rockfin now. Uh, the news was like, maybe it was aliens, right? <laughs> you know? Right. And yet you can watch the rocket launch live on my website. You know, I'm covering it as it's happening. And I know what it is. They know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. All you got to do is look it up. Uh, right. But the news just kept saying, no, no, uh, we don't know what this is. And they had these old ladies on, you know, saying it looked like the sky just sucked up this thing. And anyway, so they they totally skewed that entire story. And then the blue, blue uh, Norway spiral occurs. And. What we're looking at here is when you when they put up this aluminum oxide cloud, it is the base element sapphire, right? So it is actually a sapphire cloud going up into this. And then at that very moment, the ISCAT antenna array, the ultra low frequency radio antenna in Norway was uh, shooting beams up into the ionosphere. 
and CERN was at its maximum power at that time. It is now well, yeah. maybe doubled that, but at that time it was at maximum power. All of this happening at the same time. And I like to toss in the fact that Barack Obama was there that day creating, getting his Nobel Peace Prize, but that's kind of irrelevant to the story. But it right. does happen that, that you know, the, the clone of Akhenaten was there at the same time. Anyway, so I'm watching a show on, um, it's called Manifest. And I, you know, not really that into it. I'm not promoting it as like a good television show or anything like that. But uh, it was produced by Robert Zemeckis, who did Ghostbusters. Hmm. And uh, the whole thing is about, well, so uh, a, a group of people on an airplane, the plane vanishes, it crashes, everybody dies. But then suddenly, five years later, the plane arrives. And so they're trying to figure out how this miracle happened. And they keep referring to this miracle stuff and miracle technologies is what they start to try and develop. Well, what they need <laughs> is the Omega Sapphire to make all of this technology work. And wow. they're discussing the very same technology that I've been covering in ET and the transhumanist agenda and uh, you know alien agenda unfolding and all of the things. The exact same technology I've been talking about with the sapphire and the use of ultra low radio frequencies, which is also in the in the television show, and they're trying to come up with with miracle weaponry, right? Like the the government's yeah. taking with a knowledge and trying. But it blew my mind uh, to see the sapphire coming back into this puzzle, and then them calling it the Omega Sapphire. The Omega. And I know that you know about Omega programming. Yeah. And and ending the endings, uh, whether for a victim, whether personal or on a, a a mass scale, which was what you're talking about. And I mean, when I say end time, it's the beginning of the end time program, so to speak. So it can go on for a long time. I mean, I I don't know how to even classify that. I mean, it's just end time programming to me is like a kickoff of a next level of what they're going to carry out. And, and as far as I know, that could not only last for decades, that could last for hundreds or thousands of years. I really don't know because I see it from, uh, from a um, more of an esoteric perspective. And there, so there's the physical tech and there, there's the esoteric side, which is what you're talking about. What you're describing is, you know, the physical science, the technology but it's being run through the occulted knowledge. Um, it's it's involving the esoteric side, not the exoteric only. So it, to me, there it's always a combination of the two. You know, it's not just a matter of you know, like we, we talk about taking care of ourselves. Yeah, eat right, get enough sleep, get good exercise. But you've got to have a different practice brought in as well. You've got to balance it out with with uh, an inner practice um, and it's the same in the dark side. So they're, they're combining, I call it black esoteric science. I call it esoteric science because it's, it's dealing with um, it's dealing with knowledge that is ancient and has been ongoing for many epics. And it's also dealing with um filtering that into or channeling that into the technology to to control 
Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're they're really trying to open a portal to the other side. Right. I and think it's maybe even send themselves through. I think it's been opened. Yeah, it's been opened. And I mean, maybe it's not just one. Maybe it's layers or several or but, oh, I think they tapped that baby. Uh, let me let me put it this way. Hang on a second here. Um, what was it? What was it? What was it? Gordy Rose said. I mean, that's always a good one, right? What Gordy Rose said about the D wave. Um, it's yeah, that's like, the the quantum computer. Yeah, it's like standing next to the altar to an alien god. Oh well, right, quantum, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're 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 looking at a computer that has to be kept at temperatures that are colder than outer space. Um, you know, I mean, and, and him referring to it in that way. So in other words, he's standing next to a, a, a an AI computer is what I call it, an AI system. Um, it's officially called an um, adi adiabatic, adiabatic um, is what they refer to D-Wave, adiabatic computer, a quantum computer. But he's he's so he's even referring to it not only in tech terms, but he's referring to it when he speaks about it from an esoteric uh, viewpoint, as if he's engaging a, a being, um, which is, in my opinion, is exactly what that is. Um, I don't even know what all is going on at CERN. Um, and then you've got the sentient world simulation. I mean, we've got stuff going on that it's our to me, it's already there. They've already they've opened something or several somethings. Um, and, and like I said, maybe it's layers. It's not all the way in or whatever you want to call it. But when I look at what's going on on the surface, for me, there's the, the underground and then there's the surface world. And when I look at the surface, the physical material reality that we we interact with every day, there's something else here. There's something else here now. It's. Um, and, and when I look into anthroposophy and spiritual science, I have an idea of what's here now, what has now gained access to this realm, you know, this, this physical material realm and what's attempting or is currently influencing it. And that has explanations in anthroposophy and spiritual science. I mean, these things were, were spoken about. Um, so, Yeah. I think we're, we're already engaging them and I'm going to put it, I want to, I want to share one experience re that regards this. There were several things that happened in the last, say the last decade where I'm awake, I'm deprogramming. It's never a, a complete, complete process, but um, very lucid, very self-aware. And one of the key factors for me is I lost fear. Um, when I was fearful, it was a very different experience, even in deprogramming. But when I remember the moment that I just became, um, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of what, what might happen to me or what was occurring, what I was encountering. I became kind of a watcher and um, an observer and I record everything and I share it with people. And I feel like that has been a huge part of, of gaining sovereignty over this. And so this was about, my best guess is this was about 2019. I'm not real good, still not good with chronology, uh, thanks to all the programming. But I think it was roughly around there. I was um, in a caretaking position 
um, and caretaking property and animals and so forth when people were off traveling. And this was over many months, this job. And I was in this place where I began to see full consciousness. You know, you're sitting there, you're looking at something and out of the corner of my eye. I started seeing these black things. And of course, if you turn and look at it, it's not there because a lot of when you when you understand the occulted and esoteric, a lot of the encounters with non-physical beings or things will often be, quote unquote, out of the corner of your eye. And but it was very, very clear to me what I was seeing. And this went on for months. I mean, it might be across the room or what have you. And it turns out that what I was seeing back then, I didn't know how to classify it. I shared it with someone who has some deep knowledge in this um, and, and we just kind of processed it. But I think I've come to understand through uh, what has happened in the last couple of years and the anthroposophical view of like health practitioners and so forth that are also anthroposophists um, that I was encountering these transhumanist Asuric beings and Asuras are a, a class of being um, you'll find in anthroposophy, they'll, they'll be described and explained. And I actually have had firsthand encounters with them in the years that I was being programmed and used. Um, they were, let's just put it this way in, in what I would say kind of an astral setting ongoing, they were a, a significant part of my programming. Um, and so these things that I was seeing out of the corner of my eye, I recently in the last six months came to realize that these are, uh, they were, they were black, um, almost insect like, but very sharp and angular as if I was immediately aware that they were, uh, a cross between biological and technical. So they were like a, a sentient tech that had a biology um, but they were, they were new. They were, these were new things to me in, in, in this realm. In other words, they weren't in the solid physical form, but they had now have access to this realm that we live in day in and day out. Um, and I would find a, a, a paper, uh, an article written by a lot of, well, it was written by one guy, but a lot of contributors to this were um, associated with spiritual science or anthroposophy as it's called. Um, but they were practitioners like um, massage therapists, cranial sacral, um, a variety of, of practitioners. And um, they started encountering usually unbeknownst to them, vaccinated clients that they had worked on for years, but didn't know they were vaccinated um, and what they started talking about, what they were encountering was what helped me understand what I had been seeing in 2019 out of the corner of my eye. Um, and this to me is what you're talking about, that whether th the big they opened it or it was whatever their role into that was, which they do have a role because they've been trying to do this for a very long time but they've succeeded in some aspect of that. In other words, there's something now participating in our society, influencing humans, even good humans that don't aren't aware 
they're being influenced by something that I would say um, wasn't present uh, prior to twenty nine, maybe twenty nineteen, um, and that it is now present in a in a different way, a more potent way here. I see these things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I see like uh, black dots, and just like what you say, I know it'll it'll be in the corner of my eye. I go to look at it; it's gone. Uh, right. But then it'll be there again, right in the same spot again. And right. it's, it's, uh, yeah. And that's how we encounter the beings that aren't physically manifest here, but are a significant part of our, our world, our consciousness are, they're influencing this world and we're also influencing them. And that's how you'll see it generally is you're not going to look at straight on. Um, but you'll see it in full consciousness out of the corner of your eye. Well, just uh, to add the gematria or the uh, Kabbalistic uh, bent to D wave, guys, uh, if you look into the letter D in Hebrew, it means door. <laughs> right? mm. So it's a wave door. Wow. Right? Uh, it's Deleth. And uh, way back uh, in about 2005, 2006, I did a show with a group of guys that uh, were filming what they called atmospheric beasts mm. and this was back in the early days of chemtrails i mean chemtrails you know i i believe hit america about 96 and then um so we're talking about a decade later honestly i was actually tired of talking about chemtrails by then but uh you know the talk continues right because damn people still can't see grids in the sky it's like i mean that's gonna be one one clue to you like you know all these people looking out at the sky and seeing grids and not thinking anything of it like, wild uh, but they were literally filming what appeared to be atmospheric beasts. I mean, these giant, if, if you saw Final Fantasy, it was basically that, right? That there were now giant whale-like creatures in the sky, uh, different weird-looking beasts. And they were so well-formed that you could, you know, you can make these out. Somehow that program, that TV show that I did, vanished it's not on the web. It's not in my DVDs. Oh. I don't know what happened to it. I have no idea. Uh, but what they showed was that the chemtrails were kind of outlining these beasts and kind of making them, you know, visible to the naked eye. And then they were using another chemtrail to go in and kill it. And they showed this over and over and over again. Like there was so much film of it. Uh, oh. So wow, yeah. and and wasn't the oh gosh now I wish I could remember his name. Um, wasn't there a book about these massive plasma beings? Man, this was years ago. Um, and I can't think of it. He even had pictures of them in the book. Yeah, yeah, and they were, I mean, they were like it would be like you know, an amoeba that's covering a quarter of the sky. You know, um, and who I believe he was referring to them as plasma, some kind of plasma beings that were living in in the atmosphere. And I can't yeah. remember the guy's name. I cannot remember his name. Um, but it, I mean, it's an, it's an older book. I don't know if it was seventies or eighties or it was something he had. He I don't know how he discovered it. What he was using to see them um, and film them or or take photos of them. Um, but I mean, they were massive. It's, it kind of sounds like what you're talking about. These whale like. Yeah. Creatures. I decided to, to Google atmospheric beasts. 
uh, just to see if there was something there. But yeah, uh, something for us to look into, guys. Something to dig deeper. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Find that video, maybe. Uh, who knows? I'll, I'll have to go through. I got totally. a stack of them. Yeah, that sounds wild. But yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's what we've been looking at, right? Like the esoteric world, we've been tracking this Kabbalistic magic uh, practice of secret societies and magicians and and then watching as that has become popular culture and then, you know, even and then also technology. Most of the, the transhumanists are Satanists. I mean, most of the Satanists are transhumanists. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh this whole world starts going into this direction now. I managed to lose that train of thought. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Hey, you know, let me throw this in because yeah. I just mentioned this. I didn't realize I had written it down. Um, I, I want to throw this out there because it is very anthroposophical. It's spiritual science and maybe some of it won't make sense. But um, the title of the article I was referring to that talks about these they actually break down the entities that they're encountering in the vaccine. So in other words, they would find out what they would take the different vaccines and find out what type of entity was in it. And it, it varied from like Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and so forth. But these practitioners that came forward, the title of the article is COVID vaccines, uh, colon consequences on the soul spirit and life after death. And it was put together by a guy, a guy named Bernard Gunther in May of 2022. And um, the, well, okay, wait a minute, the document, okay, he's referring to a document that was written by Thomas Meyer in there as well. But I'm, I'm really, this is, um, this is important stuff, because we're not looking at, um, we're not, I, I don't see this as we're just looking, just looking at a death shot. In other words, this isn't just a matter which is horrific in and of itself, but this isn't just a matter of culling the population. This is a matter of changing the population. This is a matter of changing humanity from an esoteric science perspective. So you've got a physical, uh, something they're calling a medicine, which isn't but there are properties that have there, this stuff has properties that aren't just physical. This is um, there's a sentience to what they're putting into the body. So the way I'm seeing it is that they have now crossed their technology with esoteric on a whole new level so that well, look at it this way. What's the difference between a parasite and a, and a, and a um, genetically engineered parasite? Um, you know, like one may be organic in nature, but what I think we're looking at here is something that is not, you're not going to juice it out. You're not going to fast it out. And, and that's, that's their goal is to put something in that, um, They've come to understand through studying in a way that surface population doesn't even grasp. They've come to understand a way to access the human on a level that will change their spirit, possibly their soul. That's what we're looking at. Absolutely. 
So beyond the ideas of calling, beyond the ideas that we're looking at, yeah, even beyond the idea of the DNA alterations that are happening from this, we have the spiritual aspect that is now being written into there. Exactly. And that, that to me plays into what the transhumanist movement is truly about. You know, the, on the surface, it's the Ray Kurzweil's and, you know, the poster children for this, which is it's just going to be really cool and we're going to be really unique and we're going to have all these abilities and what we're really looking at in my, from my perspective is the Arimonic Luciferic Asuric agenda, which is to remove the spirit of humanity, to change humanity spiritually, yes. to control humanity, to they, stop them from, stop us from evolving in the natural way. You know, right now, what is the challenge? To remain human. Right. How, do we, how do we remain human, truly human? Uh, first, you got to know what that means. And that takes a lot of inner work, which is what your book is all about. And what is what, you know, all of us are going to have to go through because we are all under trauma-based mind control at this point. And so yeah. having a book like, uh, like yours uh, coming out or, you know, giving people the the walkthrough i mean it's it's horrible to read right i mean your book right, is right you know and 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 understand i came through the old school trauma-based mind control they put me into the cloning programs in the 80s and i am am also transitioned into directed energy weapons or remote targeting which is still a part of my life so I've come through the kind of the gauntlet of um, because of when I was born, when I was taken in and, you know, um, what's currently going on. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not just it's not just the old school version anymore. It's way light years beyond that. Light years beyond that. As a matter of fact, I would say for the average person, if, if we were to sit down and really reveal for the average person what it is, they would never believe it. They would never believe where, where the dark technologies have, have gotten to on a mass scale, not just you know underground in some facility somewhere, some DARPA lab. It's, it's on a mass scale. They, they can reach out and touch anyone. They can reach out and touch anyone. That's the reality. Absolutely. And we're going to get deeper and deeper into this in the in the member section, guys. I, I've got so much I want to talk to Elisa about. There's so many things. And I just wanted to make sure that we we set the stage here for you to see really the level of this esoteric agenda, this esoteric science uh, beyond just, you know, breaking bones and trauma. Uh, this is is way beyond. And now it is global. Now it is everywhere with everyone. 5G and all the things going on. I don't know if I should bring this up as we're wrapping up this first hour, but um, I'm going to because <laughs> I find this so fascinating. Have you seen these videos of the people that appear to be seeing these very things that you were talking about? Like they see something off of their, their uh, shoulder and they turn to look at it. They start to spiral their arm goes up in the air, kind of waving. They all do the same thing. And then they spiral down into convulsions and die. It just happened oh, to a, a podcaster live on the air. 
No. And I heard about it on your show, but I have not seen the videos. No, I have not. And I did put the link there for you guys to see uh, the Greg Reese report on this. Uh, Wow. It you, when you see it, you're gonna know. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll look at the Greg Reese report in between. Okay. Because uh, it's just five minutes. I love Greg for that. Uh, yeah, me and Greg great. go way back, just five. So you guys oh, don't know. Awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we did a music video together called Chemtrails, which of course got me banned off of YouTube. But you <laughs> know, <laughs> it's a great music video. You'll find it in all my lectures. Check it uh, out. Of course, yeah. all of that now is on rockfin.com. If you guys want to catch these videos, that's where I'm putting them up. Rockfin.com slash Freeman Fly. Uh, just to uh, start getting all those videos back up because after 18 years, YouTube decided that the longest running talk show on YouTube should be banned. And so, wow. yeah, I was thrown off and uh, 240,000 followers just didn't know that I had a website. So if you guys could get the word out to those uh, people at YouTube, hey, you know, Freeman has a website. It's called freemantv.com. It's been there for about 20 years and it's still there. Uh, because so often what happens is, I mean, Elisa and I spoke again, uh, you know, almost a decade ago on American Freedom Radio, but I've been on uh, Oracle Broadcasting, American Freedom Radio, ACTV, you know, my, my, my stuff is scattered all over the damn place on different servers. And then these companies have to stay together. And so like, you know, if you can find the AFR shows or find all these, uh, you know, I'm trying to pull it all back together. I'm just letting you know that everything had been just, you know, thrown off to the scattered to the winds. And I'm I'm slowly trying to collect it all back together as I've been banned all over the place. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, so much has disappeared. I mean, just so much has disappeared. I went back in my archives because I had some great material and, you know, online. It's gone. It's just they're gone. gone yeah yeah although my original website does still exist the freeman perspective.blogspot.com is still there it's wow. a historical record to state that you know this uh, you know that this show has been going on for 18 years right. and you can see all the way back there that we were talking about this very same stuff right like right. it's been 20 years of this discussion yeah. and we're just watching this unfold in front of us and it's astounding and amazing and you know, at first it was just celebrities and politicians or, you know, just uh, in the secrets. But now it's everywhere we look from Balenciaga to FTX and Epstein and, you yeah. know, just everywhere the, we look. It's uh, on the surface now. That's yes. the, that to me is the Arimonic. The Arimonic is in your face. Arimonic isn't like the Luciferic that hides, you know, looks good by day and is, you know, horrific at night. The, the Arimonic's just it's just blackened in your face. Yes, it is. And we're going to get much deeper into that with many more examples and uh, lots to look at with the Mormon CIA Jesuits. We got alien abductions. We'll probably get more into the blue technology, uh, the trauma of, of, of the um, the world. I was going to say America, but, you know, it's the world. And really, guys, you know, the whole thing here is figuring out when you lost your free will. And figuring out what that really is. And one of the great ways is to to go through the the experiences of someone that has been through this MK Ultra program that has been through and regained her soul through this to come back and help all the others that uh, are just there. Uh, and so our life beyond MK Ultra, I love then and now, 
I love how you speak as alters in this book and use the the plurals of we and our. And it took me a minute to catch on. <laughs> to, yeah, sure. Uh, but I see that. And the idea of all these people inside of you, uh, you know, this became a TV series, right, with the United States of Tara. And they were oh, trying yeah. to promote the idea of how great, wouldn't it be great if you had an alter that would do this right? for you? And then, you know, which alter are you was even one of the ads. Wow. Uh, and uh, another show, My Own Worst Enemy, which they canceled really fast. And I my heard opinion of that. was because that one was setting off callback programming. And they canceled it like in less, I think it was like a month. They, oh, they so like the TV show went out and it was triggering MK Ultra victims? Totally. And it was designed to. Very, I wrote about it in the book. Um, it, it's designed to do that. The effect on me was astounding. And uh, they canceled it really fast. Wow. It was like it was they were attempting to see if callback programming is like to call back and make sure everybody's running. OK, um, if I believe for end time, I believe it was like a, a one of there's usually two callbacks and it was one of the callbacks. And I think it set people off left and right. And they pulled the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's been quite a few shows. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, we're going to get into all of this on the other side, guys. Uh, so I hope you'll come over to freemantv.com and subscribe. Get all this bonus content. It works on all your podcast players or the website works great on your phone. You know, you don't even need a podcast player. You can just listen right there and still surf and do everything you want to do while listening to the great programming that we bring you here. So please give Steve Mercer, associate producer here, lots of love for being that man behind the Thor behind the door and uh, so you can contact him, producer Steve, at freemantv.com. Let him know any ideas that you want for this program, any guests and things that you want us to cover. Uh, throw it out there. And also, you can always write me, freeman at freemantv.com. And if you do at freemantv on Twitter, I'm still there. Thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, they've never come from me there because I have no following on Twitter. I, I, it's like I tweet and I get these four, you know, four hearts on it, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm I am just a cult classic and I, I don't mind that. I don't want the spotlight, guys. I really don't. I want to speak to the people that want to hear me speak. And, uh, you know, that's the key. So I hope you guys will go and look at our life beyond MK Ultra. Of course, the links are right here in the show notes for you. And um, I want to get that article as well that you mentioned. If you could send that over to me, I want to put that totally. in there. Um, make yeah. sure everyone uh, was Gunter Bernard. Bernard uh, Gunther. Yep. And any other uh, places people should look for you? Well, I did. I did get on to Gab only because I wanted to support somebody trying to change something um, in social media. And then I have our life beyond MKUltra word.wordpress.com, which is a uh, site I've been working on for um, a decade or so now. A lot of the stuff is missing. It's been censored, but there's still a ton of free information there. And you can see the, the color collages there as well. Um, if you don't go to the book and then just logosophiabooks.com which I'll provide Freeman with a link um, if you want to have a look at the book. Absolutely, guys. Yeah, the, this is the story that we all need to know because we are all trauma-based victims now. And if yep. you don't know it, you're going to find out, you know. <laughs>
And yeah. then the techniques that are explained and, and used in the method of reintegrating all of these, you know, because everybody's a fracture now. Everybody's fractured. Everybody's got alters. And to reintegrate yourself back into being a human being, bring that free will back to us, the will in general, uh, yeah. back to us and, and come and take our planet back and our souls back, which is the more important part in this whole, because we are here just for that, right? To improve our souls. That's yeah. why we have a third dimension. That's why you can hit your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys, we're going to take this all over into the members section. I hope you really uh, got some some tech uh, knowledge out of all of this. And um, we'll, we're going to get so deep. There's so much more, guys. So come on over to freemantv.com and subscribe. Help me out. Help keep the show on the air. And we will continue to broadcast this information that no one else seems to pick up on. So here it is, and here we go. So thank you all, and we will see you next week. Thank you.